Oh, hello. Didn't see you guys there. Hope everyone's having uh, the great last few moments of their um, New Year's Eve or two, 2018, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, hope everyone's year was also really good. Um, by the way, I'm a Matt Arthurs here at the headquarters of Surviving Sticky Situations, coming from the comfy chair. Uh, we're just here to talk about transformative experiences, crazy stories, mad ninja skills, ways to improve your overall mind, body, and spirit, um, finding your inner joy, helping you live longer, um, just whatever you've gone through, just want to hear, um, maybe help someone else who's been through a similar situation. Uh, yeah, so this is just like a solo episode. Um, I've been kind of sick for the past couple weeks. Um, but, you know, just studying away, really trying to uh, learn a lot of content to just throw out for you guys, help you, um, you know, reach your 2019 goals and definitely, hopefully this gets you to start the new year with a bang. Um, I want to, I know I've talked a little bit about my story before, um, just like why I wanted to do this and, you know, um, <clears throat> just, I don't know what I've already told everyone or if you're new and just listening to this, uh, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Um, I was in a pretty bad head-on collision when I was about two years old. Um, smacked my face off of a toy. It gave me a, like, kind of crushed the cartilage in my nose. They weren't really sure what would happen um, or how it would affect my breathing when I got older. Uh, but that was, you know, one of the first accidents that I had um, been in, you know, and what's weird with like car accidents, you never really actually know what's happening to someone because once you, the car hits you or whatever happens, like the whiplash or some people die in a car accident, their body looks like it's imperfectly intact, but um, could have like just a lot of internal damages and not knowing like where you're you don't really have nerves inside of your body, so um, you can't really feel what's wrong with you. But, you know, I've just gotten really lucky overall throughout my life. Uh, there's a lot of things where I should have maybe not been here, but, you know, just made it out the other side and just really um, positive mindset about everything. and just been really lucky and had a lot of great people um, that were my friends to have a lot of awesome adventures with. Um, so just wanted to talk a little bit more about some of my adventures and um, maybe, you know, talk a little bit about the bad stuff that's happened to me and, you know, why I, now I really try and do as much as I can to learn about 
maybe people call it like biohacking, what with, what's gonna help you live longer or just help improve um, performance. Well, when I was 18, um, leaving high school, you know, I was a big, big partier and pretty rebellious throughout my younger years from maybe the time I was like 13 till, um, well, not too long ago, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, gotten some trouble with the law here and there, uh, but got lucky. I, you know, I should have gotten a lot more, um, trouble. I think one of the funniest things I did was, well, I can laugh about it now. At the time, it wasn't that funny, but I was drunk at prom my senior year and ran out of school um, away from the security. And I actually did get away. Um, <clears throat> and But I was stupid enough that like the next week or so when the cops came to my house, I actually admitted that I had uh, been drinking at the school and I did feel bad so I got some of my friends in trouble um but yeah just my whole life's just been kind of um getting out of these like sticky situations you know and it's taught me to just do more of the right thing because you know you might get away with it for a while but I think you know whatever you want to call it karma the universe has a way of um, getting back at you for things you've done wrong. Um, and, you know, there's things like maybe doing pot or sleeping with someone on the side. You know, those might be on, like, a different level. I don't know. Some people say a sin is, is a sin, um, but I think when you're maybe screwing people out of money, that might be a little bit more severe than, let's say, doing that thing with some being a lot faithful in your relationship or, I don't know, just lying. I think lying's like one of the biggest things that could really like ruin your life no matter how small the lie is it can just blow up and that's one thing ever since I was little you know I knew just try to just be as honest as I can um but also you know one thing I don't think I've talked about is just kind of my um niche in life has been kind of fitness I've loved like just the outdoors um being one with nature when I was little, I was always outside, like sled riding in the winter, going on walks in the woods, just riding a lot of bikes and um, whatever else, riding four-wheelers. But when I was going into college, I started off as like a history major and then realized after like a semester, I didn't really want to be a, a teacher. So I switched my majors over to like exercise science. No, I was never a really big, like, sports guy, not really, I worked out with a lot of people on the football team, but it was mostly just, like, the water boy, I was pretty small, you know, about 100 pounds in 11th grade, and, uh, 
worked out with the football team, so didn't really know what I was doing, but um, well, then when I maybe got like a gym membership at like a YMCA around that time when I was like 15 or 16, I um, I was instantly, well, I was instantly hooked from like the being in the gym and learning different exercises. I was really always fascinated by that. And, uh, you know, I always like believed in like the myth that like, you can only have, you, you can't be like a long distance runner and be like really strong. They're just like two separate uh, muscle fibers. But I've, you know, after learning a lot, I've discovered you can do either, you can do both at the same time through, you know, in interval training or, you know, you can improve your endurance for a couple months and then say you want to improve your power or do an Olympic program, you know, I always was under this illusion. I think other people were that you can only be good at like this one thing. And that was also been like a struggle in my life is like finding what, what is my one thing that I do really well, because not really a master of any one thing. I, I think I'm kind of good at like a lot of things. I grew up as like a, I was a, in gymnastics. So I've had that like flexibility. Um, but I've also, you know, been strong because I come from a family that was like farmers. Um, my dad was, grew up on a farm and I did a lot of like laborious stuff when I was like younger and still do and just um you know being outdoors and on my feet all the time just having that sort of lifestyle like already built into me um I feel like I just was naturally strong for my like height and weight um due to that and then adding the gymnastics background to it um and then later on doing diving being on the dive team helped my like jumping so I've always been like really good at jumping and flexible and like flipping and kind of like the daredevilish um lifestyle but i'm but overall you know i'd say i'm just your average white guy um <clears throat> but yeah so when uh you know after high school, just getting into college and start learning about um, more exercise related things, um, taking classes on it. You know, I knew I didn't want to be like stuck at a desk. Um, but so I've become a, a just a certified exercise physiologist, been studying like a lot of exercise physiology for the past seven years just been you know regularly active um moved out to california for about a year ran out of money spent it all on weed and burritos and uh you know came back and when i left there you know i personally i liked weed probably more than most people. Um, but I, 
discovered it, you know, it, it got to a point where it wasn't doing anything to benefit me anymore. And I, I think it can have its like benefits, but I also feel it's very easy to abuse. And for me, when I left California, I kind of threw whatever I had away. And I remember looking into the trash can and saying like, I'm putting this behind me for good, you know, and maybe I needed that. It was like part of my journey to travel out there where it was legal. Some people might need to do that. I was definitely one of them where I wasn't going to get over it if I, you know, stayed in the same place, but being in a place where it was like accepted, it almost made me not even want to do it when I was out there. I barely did it, you know? Um, so just putting it behind me and like trying, I, I felt like I could have a much higher work capacity and I you know I just don't think it is healthy really to be smoking putting smoke in your lungs now that I think about it um, maybe if you do it like once a month it's hard to like do it like that though you know for me at least it was um, some people don't have a, a problem and they can do it all the time um, but I felt like I was I have like a different purpose than other people and everyone's um different in that way but even when I look at people who smoke a lot now like their teeth just look like a little bit gross like it does something like to Leslie whiten your teeth so what else is that doing there's different ways you can do it to make it like healthier but no I don't have a problem with it um my favorite thing was always just being on the ski lift and doing it, you know, going up a, a big mountain and there was something and then coming down really fast. Like that's where it was. I could really appreciate it. Um, but other ways my like health started to like change too from it. I just felt like slower less energy that's like also what this podcast is about it's like if you're living longer how do you have more energy now there's been months and months where I felt just drained and I couldn't figure out was it like my diet was I not sleeping enough what was it that I was always constantly drained or like burning the candle at both ends and it wasn't until recently I I've started to feel like more energized and um you know, not burning the candle at both ends, figuring, I, I used to never take rest days, and I never figured out why I was never um, seeing any progress at the gym. Um, like, I was in good shape, but I felt like I wasn't allowing myself to rest and actually grow. You know, your your gains aren't actually made at the gym, they're made, like, in the kitchen, where you, you eat eat enough, um, but it all depends on what, what you're going for, too. But just not getting enough sleep. And maybe I used to eat, like, a lot of, like, fast food. And just, like, I thought I was eating healthy. But even some of that, like, freezer meal that so says it's healthy um, actually actually isn't. And definitely the ultra-processed foods. Um, take a look at, like... Uh, 
a picture here of some of like the ultra processed foods. Um, where the heck was it? I just had that picture up. Let's see if I can find it again. But to give you an idea of foods that aren't really going to help you out. Um, here we go. Mass-produced packaged breads and buns. Sweet or savory packaged snacks, including crisps. Chocolate bars and sweets. I exclude... Um, I exclude the dark chocolate from that. Anything like 70% or above pure cocoa is, is actually pretty good for you and good for your heart. Um, sodas, sweetened drinks, of course. And that's interesting because like 2018 actually has hit levels of like new lows for um, sodas. So it's good that people are starting to figure out that like the, all that sugar is like just really really killing us um meatballs like the bagged meatballs poultry and fish nuggets um that stuff instant noodles of course frozen or shelf ready meals and foods mainly entire of sugar um they are already known to increase the risk of cancer so there you have it. If you didn't know some of the ultra-processed foods, go ahead and get your notebook out. This is going to be a crazy episode of a lot of information that I've been just gathering, put together. I don't know how long this is going to take. Um, but yeah, just survive. I, we've survived this far. Might as well. I believe the humans can lived to about 300 years old, I've been told. So take off your shoes and reconnect with the earth. Gives you a good way to reboot. Um, also, just um, want to talk a lot about today. Um, I just read a book called The Iceman by Wim Hof. Finished that and I'm just excited to share like the what the cold water training can do for you. Um, as well as like breathing techniques. Breathing in deeply and like just a, a slow exhale and then holding it at the end and doing that throughout the day. is just a great way to just really fire your sympathetic nervous system up. Um, and then of course, we're going to talk a lot about some of my favorite quotes that I've been gathering. Um, but yeah, back to my story a little bit too, where I was feeling really drained. Um, you know, just probably partying too much, honestly. And then not sleeping regularly, maybe playing a lot of video games. Now, I like I still like video games, actually. But I think I try to limit myself to about 10 hours a week because that's what I guess the studies have shown, especially it can reduce, you know, if you've gone through traumatic events, 
up to 10 hours a week, they're showing benefits, especially people, if you've been in the military, can play video games up to 20 hours a week if you've had really severe um, episodes of PTSD. Um, so I don't think video games are bad, but I think when you end up staying up all night or whatever, playing this Red Dead Redemption 2 or Super Smash Bros or like you're throwing your circadian rhythm off that way, um, just really time to get your priorities straight in life. Um, and, you know, especially if you're a grown ass man, I don't know why you think you need to play, um, video games till five in the morning still. Uh, but Hey, whatever they, so, you know, I was in a, one of the things that I started feeling a lack of energy was after I, uh, hurt myself scuba diving in Florida. It was the first time I actually went out in the open water and I freaking like loved it. Uh, but you know, there was, um, something that happened to me. I was on like my third or fourth dive, came up out of the water and I couldn't swallow. Well, here I found out later that evening I went to the hospital and put me on oxygen. They found out I had a tear in my right lung in a pretty major airway. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was like a sight from something I injured or there was some weak tissue that broke through while I was scuba diving. But I almost died there. Uh, so survived that sticky situation um, and just really having a hole in my, my lung ever since it's taken a really long time to heal and things can heal. Um, and that's why I've been doing this podcast to help you guys and show you ways that you can heal through nutrition, exercise, sleeping. Um, and I'll go into detail in each one in this episode on how you can heal the mind and improve your body and spirit. Um, Cause it's been an incredible just learning what other people have healed from way worse injuries. Um, but yeah, just when you have a hole in there, CO2 leaking throughout your body, it really, um, it affected my hearing. I felt like I had some hearing loss was always like itchy and just like drained all the time until like it started to close and you know through like cardio workouts I was able to um, improve that like small it was a pneumothorax um, which is like yeah, the alveoli in the, the lung actually like exploded and if you know anything about like the gas exchanges that like go on in your body, wasn't a, a pleasant experience, but come out the other side, it's forced me to like really um, take care of myself a lot more because I thought I was invincible and ran around like a madman. Um, not with, I still don't have really much fear. 
Um, but really, you know, taking care of myself a lot more because that was overall pretty scary. Um, and then I would say the next uh, event in my life that was pretty um, traumatic was during when I lived in California and had I was like pistol whipped and got my tooth knocked out and about 10 staples in my head from some sort of gang. Um, it was, you know, that, that didn't actually, it, it bothered me. You know, I wouldn't say I'm like messed up from it or anything. Um, but I went surfing like the next day before I went to the hospital. I was like, well, screw this, you know. It like hurt and shit, but it was, it was what it was. You know, I was kind of stupid and, and drinking and, uh, just in the wrong place too, you know? And, um, luckily I had a gun pointed at me and they didn't shoot me. And I thought they were, they thought I was like talking shit on their gang. They were mostly just like jumping people randomly. Uh, but it was like a pretty supernatural experience having a gun like right at your heart and then, you know, them deciding not to pull the trigger and, and just beating you up instead. So, um, I didn't really fight back because of course when there's like a gun pointed at you, you don't really fight, but you know, just was like, wow, like. I don't know, like, what, like, is the universe like this, is this alien, uh, game that we're in some sort of simulation as, like, entertainment, and, like, because I just couldn't believe that I was still alive, I was like, I'm totally dead right now, and, um, just something felt like something changed or prevented them from shooting me because they definitely wanted to. Um, but, you know, just getting out of that and just being like ultra grateful now. Maybe I wasn't as grateful before, but now it's like, wow, like life is just really short. You know, you never know when your your time card's up and just really ch you know you hear this over and over again like like to cherish like the each moment but um really just this it, life it, life is crazy some of the healthiest people um you know end up dying of a heart attack whereas like the most unhealthy people live forever but, uh, I think we know a lot now too. And I think like laws can, there's people who defy science and these laws can be broken, but what works is different for each person. But I think there's general things that we can like increase our quality of life with and increase our lifespan. Um, and then there's a lot of people who live the last couple of years of their last 20 years of their life, like really stuck in one place or, 
not like living like living off of medication that's like the only thing that's like actually keeping them alive um and it just you know it i i just know i don't want anyone to take care of me and i want more people to not to actually be living as pain-free as they can for as long as they can and like like drop dead and instead of like being on all these like machines and stuff for such a long time and have to get like pacemakers in your heart because you ate freaking ice cream like all your life or you know just didn't didn't know how to take care of yourself so this is just things I've always I've thought about and um yeah so I think here's a quote this quality of our thoughts determine the quality of our life and uh just looking into like the science behind um positivity you know negativity actually rots your brain and that's just something I found really interesting it's like you know it's not good but you realize that it actually will destroy your brain after a while um and I just think that's one of the ways that can drain your overall energy having emotional blowout and just being ang angry you only have so much um energy and like don't you want to make sure you don't leave chips on the table and buy you know getting angry I've, I've struggled with anger quite a bit and like you're going to feel angry like anger is sometimes a good thing in nature um you know it's there for a reason but you have to just be in control and resist like the anger sometimes um and that's one thing we all have like a constant uh battle with uh some of the other secrets i think to like a long life um well we have some Japanese secrets. I guess we'll talk a little bit about nutrition. The Japanese eat a lot of cabbage, seaweed, onions, soy sprouts, hashima, soybeans, sweet potato, peppers, sampin cha. Um, amaranth is an ancient grain that is believed to contain magic powers. I believe that is Aztecian. Um, so that's a good thing. I've been making a lot of homemade granola lately um, because I wanted to um, train for a marathon. Um, I'm actually doing the Pittsburgh Full Marathon um, in May. So hit me up if you're doing that too. Um, but now we're on the, the topic of nutrition. And also just for giving you more energy, living a longer time. Um, you know, we have 
think foods for the winter is like an important thing because it's the winter time right now. What, what is the best winter foods to eat and why? This is taken out of a book. If I can get it the hell open. Um, you gotta be shitting me. Wait. Okay, wait, here we go. I can read it, but not that well. Hard squashes loaded with minerals and beta carotenes. Hard squashes include pumpkins, butternuts, com is that kombucha? Kombucha and curry, K-U-R-I. Um, as we begin the process of hibernation in winter, roots and tubers provide us with nutrient drawn deep from the ground. Vegetables such as parsnips, rutabagas, and beets give us building and warming carbohydrates without gluten and are packed with minerals and vitamins. Uh, so we got parchment. If you don't know what parsnips are, it's a root vegetable related to the carrot and fennel. It is low in calories, yet provides protein and fiber along with minerals such as copper, potassium, and magnesium. Parsnips also have vitamin C, K, and folates. A delicious alternative to potatoes, especially for those who are avoiding edibles from the nightshade family. Yeah, the nightshades, sometimes stuff with seeds in them can get you and be hard to digest. So, sweet potatoes. Um, turnips is a member of the cru cruciferous family, which also includes broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage. So again, cabbage, celery root, navel oranges. Um, so these are all great winter foods. Definitely add those to your, to your regiment. Um, it's weird how each season we're meant to eat different foods. And I think it's important to definitely make sure you're eating foods that are in season. And overall, like nutrition isn't my like strong suit. I'm more of in the exercise, but it's something I've, you know, grown a passion to in just like the past year or two. Um, there's a lot of really um, great books. There's one called Healthy Gut, Healthy You. I haven't read it yet, but it was recommended by a few people. Um, and now other nutrition knowledge that I'll pass on to you guys is um, your thyroid. Not a lot of people talk about your thyroid and adrenals. Um, it works in tandem with the brain and receives messages directly based on your reactions to your surroundings and situations at any given moment. They respond by making the appropriate hormone that will regulate metabolism and energy. The thyroid is very sensitive to environmental toxins, such as fluoride, 
and ingestion of gluten, which may lead to Hashimoto's disease. The adrenals are particularly affected by sugar intake, caffeine, and other stimulants such as alcohol and certain pre prescription drugs. Increasing vitamin C is one way you can support your thyroid and adrenals. Buffering minerals such as magnesium, calcium, and potassium. Go gluten-free. Take adaptogenic herbs such as uh, astragalus, rhodiola, and cisandra. Minimize your stress. Increase your pH by going on an alkaline diet. Increase sleep and appropriate exercise. Excellent, excellent. So now that we're in the winter as well, um, I think it's important to know some of some natural remedies instead of maybe taking medicine. Uh, you have natural things to help. Maybe you know this, some of these, maybe you don't. Here's a few that you can have, especially on New Year's. We are going to be having hangovers tomorrow. Some of us, not I. I'm I'm going gung ho. I don't. I'm done messing around. I got training for this marathon, and you're saying, "Why are you doing a, a marathon, Matt? You're not a runner. You have short legs." Um, well, I like the challenge, and I like to um, I like to compete with myself, but you know I'm also going to do really good at this race. And beat a lot of people because I did a half marathon and that was addicting. I I got a nice runner's high from it, and I like to feel high, and but I don't do drugs anymore. So I just get high naturally through running. I've replaced that, and it feels good and um, pushing myself. And what call people keep talking about? I call. They're calling it the monkey brain. I've heard this recently. When you have that internal chatter, and I've noticed by exercising really hard is almost how you find inner peace. It's always given me inner joy, and I didn't know why, but now I do, because it really does turn off all the negativity and drama and emotional luggage that comes with life. It's science. Your neocortex um, gives you that. It's like the newest part of your brain um, that has a lot of these emotions um, and gives us our worry and anxiety. But by working out really hard, we can kind of manage that better. And after you work out for a long time, you no longer have to worry um, about all that, uh, just that junk that really doesn't matter, helps you be in the present more. Um, and then I found running to really help that, even though I'm a slow runner, um, I'm training really hard, I have a program. And how do you train, how do you train for a marathon? I thought you'd never ask. So... What I found to help me is if I want to do a marathon, I train for an ultra marathon. So instead of 
I'm just training as if I would be training for a longer marathon so that when I do the marathon, um, I will be, it will be a little bit easier for me. I'll be able to push myself a little more. Um, so I'm actually doing a program for a 30 mile race instead of a 26 mile race, which is just gives you a little bit extra edge. Um, so that's my secret and I don't mind sharing that with you, but back to ways to help you, um, get better at, from a hangover, kudzu powder. Have you ever heard of it? It's one tablespoon dissolved in three ounce of water or broth with a little grated fresh ginger can cure your hangover. So go get some kudzu powder before you drink tonight. That way tomorrow you're not freaking worthless and you can actually make the world a better place. Um, so let's say you have a sore throat or a bad breath. Sea salt. Put that in some water and gargle. Um, if you have an upset tummy, like I did earlier, I'm actually doing, it's called the Fast Five Diet now. This is my second day in it. I only eat from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. I eat all my food in a five-hour window. And it's actually pretty easy. It's easy to do. Um, keep yourself busy. You'll find it works pretty well. Um, putting on, I definitely it's amazing with this intermittent fasting, um, the science and stuff that they're really coming out with it. But I'm finding, I think my new favorite one is just the fast five. Don't eat till 5 p.m. Uh, but I had matcha tea for breakfast. And it's like a, some Japanese tea, green tea. But because it was such a strong tea and it was early in the morning and my stomach was empty, I immediately puked. Actually, I was driving and I had to pull over and puke out the car. And it was straight green and it was freaking, I literally, I, I usually don't have a problem, but because there was no food in my stomach, it was bad. So chamomile, oh wait, ginger root, ginger root for your upset tummy. Indigestion would be ginger or fennel tea would help you two to three slices of fresh ginger with a hot water um, and add that with some fennel tea. Insomnia, can't sleep, chamomile or warm milk with a fourth teaspoon of nutmeg. Um, almond milk or coconut milk will do as well for you dairy-free people out there. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? So that's pretty much it for some of um, these common illnesses that you might be facing. Um, so let's look at some more nutritional information. I have with me um, the red and white mushroom from Mario. You can actually, that's actually real. A mushroom called Amanita muscaria or fly arrogant. But you don't want to actually eat that one because 
it is a hallucinogenic. Not a strong hallucinogenic. You only trip balls for about an hour. But don't eat it. Um, so yeah, just one of my goals for 2018. I think sometimes it's good to bottle up your goals. But just to overall, I think everyone should be more high energy and positive. So people really feel your energy. You can change it anytime, really. You can change your energy. I could be real. Off, F this. See how fast my energy just changed there. Um, so, I think energy is just like the most important thing. Um, and people feel that. So, let's all like just make the world more positive in 2019. Um, but also, like, your goals, like, Oh, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm going to get in shape. Yeah. But sometimes it's good to just bottle up your goals, too. You don't have to tell the whole world about them. Because sometimes you'll actually, instead of dropping off after a month, you might actually follow through with your goals. And, um, you know, and it's... And uh, you'll bottle them up and 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 think about it more when your goals are. You have to think about that. So. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Talk about your goals, but also bottle them up, and hold them inside of you so they light you on fire even more. Let's talk. We're still on um, nutrition. Think of said this before um you want to repair the gut wall i know your gut is very important contributes to how much energy you're feeling um vitamin d and fish oil l-glutamine ghee polyphenols grapeseed extract spy Trogenol anthocyanins. I can't even pronounce it. I'm not. See, I'm not that good with the these. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it again. Anthocyanins. There you go. Polyphenols in dark berries like blackberries. There you go. Repair your gut. Everyone needs to improve your gut. Probiotics. Freaking kombucha. Eat it up. You need it smoothies um and then a lot of people always question what their protein intake should be this is interesting your body only requires 0.37 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight so you actually need a lot less than um than you would think this is out of a science book a, a recent one so this is all up to date um 150 pound man needs about 25 grams of protein daily 25 125 pound woman needs about 21 grams so i think that's one of the things where most people unless you're vegan you don't really have to worry i think protein's like the le least thing you have to worry about um but uh, there is solid evidence 
you know, people like Sean Baker, it's like all this like carnivore stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, the carnivore diet has been helping me out a lot. Um, but it's important to know that there is a sugar molecule in red meat, especially that's called the new 5GC. And it's associated with cancer and heart disease. This new NEU5AC sugar molecule, um, actually it can, has solid evidence that there's an antibody to attach to the lining of our blood vessels in it. And when we consume it, it causes an attack on our immune system. Um, and it's interesting to note that when you're a baby and when humans grow the most, nature, you're on a natural diet that's less than 5% protein. Um, and again, that's all it takes for a baby to actualize that phenomenal growth spurt. So, you know, there's also horses who are like, if you look at a horse, they're jacked off of eating just grass, you know, so don't think that protein is going to make you um, a giant muscle man. Um, that being said, you know, uh, I also don't think it's good to be vegan. I mean, I, in today's age, you can be healthy and be, uh, have a vegan diet and, you know, you don't, you don't want to contribute to the factory farming and the, the animals getting hurt. I understand that. Um, and I'm taking this from other things that I've heard, but I do think it's funny. Like, I mean, we're, has, when were the first vegans, you know, there was never such, if you were a vegan hunter and gatherer, you probably wouldn't survive. Um, I think, you know, there is something in animals that like you have to, have to eat like there's only certain things if you eat an animal then you're getting everything that you need from it and and just because you don't eat meat you're s still probably contributing to um some animal deaths you know whether you know it or not could be your clothing uh, could be your um, whatever, you know, even just driving your car on the road that like destroyed a lot of um, environments. I don't care. I, I, th I respected the vegans. Um, and I eat a lot of vegan stuff. I think it, um, can, can be healthy. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, you know, I heard when you, when a farmer is, eating or when, when they're like even they have to protect their farm like their tofu farms or whatever so you have to shoot animals to protect the plants so um, no matter what you are still part har you're not directly harming the, the animals but you're harming they're being harmed still and they're some of them are just brainless 
a lot of animals are just brainless things. Like I think cows would be extinct if we didn't eat them. Or I think that someone said that once before, but, um, yeah, that, that's just my, my thoughts on the, the whole, the whole thing so far. Um, but I respect that. Like if people can do that and stay true to that, then that's, that's impressive and it's definitely better than a lot of the um, standard American diets out there. Um, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you look at like the Hindu culture and stuff that, or the Indian um, Buddhists, you know, that might, the, uh, vegans might have been around for like a long, long time. Um, so, it's interesting. So, I just went on a little rant there about that. Um, moving on. Um, away from nutrition. Uh, let's, let's look at um, kind of sleep. Some stuff I've found about sleeping. Uh... The best temperature to sleep, I found this out of like the, oh, what the hell is that called? Um, the MyFitnessPal thing. They said that sleep at 60 degrees to 67 is the best. Um, the trouble, I've been reading a book about lucid dreaming. So, this was really cool. The trouble is that in, um, science do not comprehend that there is an inner reality, but it is not only as valid as the exterior reality, but it is the origin for it. It is that world that offers you answers, solutions, and would reveal many of the blueprints that exist behind the world of your experience. So, lucid dreaming is when you're you're dreaming and you realize you're dreaming and you become awake and able to control your dream. Being a lucid, being consciously aware dreamer, could you heal your physical body in a dream? In science, incredibly, the answer appears to be yes. Symbolically and literally entering and manipulating the dream body, direct, directing affirmations, chants, or sound energy. Um, uh, what are we? Where was I? Directing affirmations, chants, or sound energy, creating symbolic healing imagery, seeking information about the cause or meaning of the illness, and seeking a dream doctor. So when you're dreaming and you realize you're awake, people have healed themselves um, from either like seeking out a healing environment in their dreams um, 
or just certain sounds. Like that's one of the things I think um, falling asleep to these certain noises too can help heal certain diseases and or like broken bones. And there's been multiple um, studies that have shown that when you're dreaming and people um, heal themselves in their dreams and it, it carries over and they feel less pain in real life. So I think the belief, if you believe in that and you need to heal from something, go look for it in your dreams, search out the doctor in your dreams. You don't necessarily have to go to the doctor in the external world, find him in the internal world. And then you might not have to pay these outrageous health bills either. Um, so for me, I haven't experienced this yet. And I'm hoping someone else out there will listen to this and hear that and it will help them as well. Um, another uh, piece of information is, you know, to not look at your screen the first hour of waking up and the last hour before you go to sleep can just help your overall sleep patterns and just affect your day and productivity. I know I still do it, but I've gotten a lot better. So think about that too. Um, it, it definitely feels an improvement when you your phone goes off at a certain time. Okay, I'm putting this down. I'm maybe just going to read a book or, you know, putting that whatever the different lighting, getting away from that blue lights at a certain time, sleeping in like a really dark room. It's all great ways um, to help you just get on a, a better sleep pattern. Um, so let's little quote from your brain. The brain takes up only 2% of the total body weight. It needs over 20% of the energy and function. The energy and oxygen that we make that we make to maintain its function. Melatonin is released by the penile gland, also reducing your radiation. Turn that phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. These EMFs, it's all real. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, it's you got to get away from that, especially when you're sleeping. Um, it's it's gonna help you uh, sleep better and interfere less with your dreaming. You'll thank me later. Um, so that's wraps up our sleep when I get when we come back from this commercial. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys about stuff I've been learning with um, some exercise tips to help you in the new year. Uh, and busting some myths. We'll see you in a few. This is surviving sticky situations. Ba -ba -da -da. This message is brought to you by water. Water is the essence of life. <laughs> Drink it up. We're back. What's up, everybody? This is a New Year's Eve special. How to be a farm ninja. We're getting into this section. I uh, hope you're enjoying it so far. If your brain hasn't exploded yet, it's about to. So buckle up. Grab your notebooks. Sticky Situations is about to get sticky. Here we're going to uh, bust some myths real quick. 
that if you don't know this, you're about to. Um, the first myth, X can marathon runners, they cannot die of a heart attack. Yes, they can. Next, exercisers would die if they did not drink enough. Um, well, I don't think that's a problem, okay? First of all, over-drinking is more dangerous than under-drinking. It was interesting. There was never any cases of um, people dying of dehydration during exercise. Um, but when the sports drink started in the 90s, we found us, they were saying, drink, drink. You have to drink and stay hydrated. Drink, drink. Uh, but then people were getting in the hospital for actually being overhydrated, and we found that that's more dangerous. So when you're exercising, just drink to your liking. Um, don't drink beyond your thirst. Limitations of muscle physiology determine exercise performance and motivation. Another myth. Here we'll bust it. Um, so it's more of your brain regulates exercise performance fatigue. So even when you're fatigued, it's your mind. It's 90% mental and the other 10% is also mental. Even though you could be in the best shape and someone else is in the best shape, it comes down to what you tell what your brain can overcome um those who don't find time for movement will find time for illness if you were to lay in bed for three weeks straight it will age you 30 years move your effing ass okay if you want to live that's a that's it keep moving it is impossible to swim a kilometer near the North Pole in nothing but Speedos. Actually, it's not. Nothing is impossible. There was an athlete who swam a mile in just Speedos and successfully did it. He didn't die. Oh my God, if you jump in cold water, you're going to get hyperthermia. Wrong out. No, you just have to read this book. It's called The Iceman. Getting in cold water is actually good for you. Let's, let's talk about this for a minute. Because I've been really interested. I've jumped into the water at 19 degrees. And guess what? I'm alive. Um, so there's a lot of benefits of the cold circulation, the heart, got beautiful hair, tout skin, increased energy, mood, and um, deal with inflammations, increase your self-confidence. Your body has 77,671 miles of blood vessels. Exposure to the cold can train your blood vessels by closing them forcefully, then later making them open again. You have white body fat, 
stores energy and is a reserve for nutrients, you have brown body fat, which warms up body by burning fatty acid and glucose. This is what releases when your body um, gets um, in cold water. The lower the temperature, the more brown fat is activated. A lot of cold training helps to turn white fat into brown fat. You could also take cold showers that will help increase brown fat. Um, so, let's see here. Um, cold water has also help with recovery um, and by changing your breathing along with the cold has been proven to be able to influence your immune system. Basically, before you get in really cold water, if you take really deep breaths, you will not feel pain. Um, and that's science behind that is that your pain depends on your acidity. The lower your pH, the higher acidity, and the more pain you feel. If you are able to take in a deep breath, breathe out slowly, you will feel less pain. Then be able to, then the cold water will affect you less. You can train yourself over and over again, increase that amount of brown fat and actually make yourself warmer in the cold. Um, all these things are just a, another way you can have a great impact on your health. Um, breathing deeply, you'll be energized and get a, generate more ener energy in the cell, again, activating that uh, sympathetic nervous system. Um, and I found I've been recently doing a couple cold water dives myself and now I'm able to stand in the water a bit longer each time and get adjusted to it. Some people really hate cold water, um, but like anything else, you just keep uh, progressing and it gets less and less worse each time. Um, Deep breathing will also help produce high levels of adrenaline, which can help fight off the, the cold that you'd feel when you jump in. Um, so I've definitely been on this cold water kick and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I've been feeling really amazing in just the higher awareness after doing it. Actually, just felt like primal, just like ah, I'm ready to jump, and bite someone. It, it might not be a good thing for some people, but I don't know. I just I I love it. Love the cold. Do it. Do it now. Um. So. <sighs> I'm still going through exercise. A bit more. Um, 
let's see what else I have here. Oh, heart rate variability. This is a great way to determine if you're training too much or too little. I never used to do this, but now I have a little pulse ox oximeter. Um, so you can tell by your resting heart rate each day, wake up and check your resting heart rate. If it's a little bit higher, you might be overtraining, um, but keeping track of that and seeing how much it varies. Also, in between each heartbeat, if your heart beats at 60 beats a minute, the next beat is 70 beats a minute. That's a high heart rate variability, which means it's a good day to do a little bit more resting. Your low, if it's low, that means it's time to do a high intensity workout. It's always good when you're doing a program, wave your intensities, do it in waves, do a high intensity workout, then a medium, and then a low, and then a medium, and then a high. Wave in and out of high to low intensity workouts, and you will find you are getting much more work done, working smarter, not harder, and you will live longer. Um, wonderful, wonderful. So, let's finish up this podcast now with just a few quotes I'll leave you with that I've picked, been cherry picking out of some books. Normal teaches us rules, outliers teach us laws. The quality of our thoughts determine the quality of our life. I've already said this. Sometimes I realize that some things I learn don't come into effect until months down the road. So if you learn something from this podcast today, start applying it, but you might not see the results for a few months. Um, it's interesting. Each encounter is unique and will never be repeated. We're all standing on the shoulders of giants and the only thing we can be sure is that everything old will be new again eventually. Um, people who believe they are ignorant of nothing have neither looked for nor stumbled upon the boundary between what is known and unknown in the universe. We are stardust brought to life, then empowered by the universe to figure itself out. And we have only just begun to understand the infiniteness of the universe. So don't worry about the outcome. Happiness is in the doing, not in the result. Every human being is the author of his own health or diseases. If you want to get results, don't change everything overnight. Tweak your habits little by little. Take in some smaller steps. Don't bite off more than you can chew. And then know yourself. 
and make the most of your assets. One more thing on the universe is to say that the universe is an illusion is not to say that it is unreal. It is to say instead that it is not what it seems to be, that it is something constantly being made. So I challenge you to go out and question everything because you might find the hidden truth that many things are a lie and we are changing constantly and discovering that we have more capabilities than what we can even fathom. So go out and challenge yourself in this new year and encourage others to do the same. I'm your host, Matthew Authors. Have a great and wonderful day. We'll see you next time, surviving sticky situations. Much love, peace, and happiness to come in the future. We love you. Good night.